Hello, it's Friday, and I'm Greg Margolis. This is the Patterns of Play podcast with a special edition coming at ya. Hello, and thank you very much for tuning in to the Patterns of Play podcast. Uh, I've taken it upon myself to start expanding what this podcast is covering, and within the game of soccer, I felt it would be a great opportunity to dive into some of the historical pieces of the game of soccer, uh, how certain aspects of the game came to be, uh, and then some of the big legacies of old, legends of old, um, histories of lore of the game, and some of the great kind of stories of what happened to some of the biggest clubs in the world, best players in the world, uh, and really get a good sense of how this game has developed into what it has today. Uh, so this initial series special edition will come out every Friday, uh, and the first big topic that I'm covering is promotion relegation, how it came to be, why it's the most prominent uh, style of how leagues decide who their winners are, how they decide how new teams come into each of those top leagues, uh, and how the European style has really set the tone for um, you know promotion and relegation and what it is. Uh, the main question that I'm going to try and ask and answer throughout this series is, why hasn't American soccer adopted this promotion relegation style, uh, and how and when can U.S. soccer get to a place where promotion relegation uh, is a part of uh, the soccer uh, element within the American soccer game, because I think it's really important for the development of the game and how it continues to um, grow in the U.S. and how it can be a really competitive league structure against the likes of the the NFL, uh, baseball, basketball, hockey, uh, and really become the most prominent sport in the United States. So today's focus is really going to focus on uh, promotion relegation and how it became a staple within European soccer. Uh, So diving into a little bit of the history, what it is, how it came to be, what leagues really have it embedded in their structure uh, and get a good understanding of why it's so important to how those leagues operate uh, and then uh, dive into some of the specifics of how those structures developed and how they've become so prominent and important in within those leagues. Uh, so take a very short break and we'll dive right in to the topic of what is promotion relegation and how did it become a stable of European soccer. All right, promotion and relegation. What is it? Why is it so important? Uh, It's this process within uh, a varying amount of leagues, but very prominently focused within soccer leagues in Europe, um, by which these teams are transferred between multiple divisions uh, on a year-to-year basis based on their results. Uh, So in European soccer, there tends to be a structure of the top league Uh, Whether, you know, let's look at England is going to be a main focus for this episode of the Premier League has become the top league in England. And below that, there are multiple other divisions and levels that teams move up and down between. 
in order to make their way up into this top level, this top division of the Premier League on a year to year basis. So within European sport or European soccer, top teams from lower divisions will move up, and then the least successful worst teams from each of these divisions will move down. Uh, depending on the league, depending on the um, the country, there may be some other stipulations on how this promotion and relegation process works and how it occurs. Uh, but each year, there is an exact number of teams moving up and an exact moving amount moving down. Um, but it really allows for these leagues and these divisions to have a very unique level of weight and significance on each season. So instead of having some kind of tournament style knockout round to see who the best team is uh, and having teams who are really just poor that season have no real negative consequences for being that poor, this promotion relegation process has an awesome opportunity for teams to uh, one make a lot of money depending on where they finish but then also having this kind of weight of you can't lose or else you're moving down and then the money that goes along with that uh, money's going to be a big thing with how promotion and relegation works and it's something that i'm going to cover in a later episode um, but just kind of getting the structure of every time you're competing on a yearly basis you're really competing for survival So what I'm going to do is I'm going to use the English structure of soccer, football leagues there, as an example for how this really operates and what the kind of example looks like for teams moving up and down. Um, the Premier League being the top league right now in, in English football, it became that top division in 1992 uh, when there was a restructuring of how... Uh, soccer was being played there, the amount of money that was put into it, and then just a real focus on trying to have a top division. Um, underneath the Premier League, there are the English Football Leagues, and those were the original structured leagues uh, that had been around for a good portion of time. Uh, so they restructured these to the EFL Championship, EFL League One, and EFL League Two being and along with the Premier League being the top four main leagues within England. Now, there's a lot of other subdivisions within this uh, that even goes all the way down to amateur levels. And, you know, if you were in that amateur level, you could honestly find a way to work your way up based on, you know, the results of each season. You could find your way all the way up. It's just unlikely with the amount of money that's put into these teams now. Um so that structure, we're going to mainly focus on these top four, though. The Premier League, the EFL Championship, League One, and League Two. Now, each season, the Premier League has one clear league winner. So the team who had the most total points earned uh, over the course of the entire season. Um, and then there are three teams at the bottom of the league who are relegated and moved down to the EFL championship at the end of the season based on, again, results. So those three teams, they had the worst amount of points earned over the course of the entire season, and they then moved down. Uh, 
the championship operates the same way where the bottom three move down based on the worst amount of points earned. Uh, but a little bit of a difference with how teams move up is the top two are automatically uh, promoted. And then teams three through six have a very small knockout tournament to see who that last team is who is promoted um who earns that last spot uh so three plays six in a home and home game and what is the four versus five uh play a home and home as well in a semifinal after those two games they have a clear-cut um winner from both based on aggregate how many goals scored over the course of those two games uh, and then there's a final playoff game to see who is the final team to move up so this past season it was austin villa who moved up the year before it was fulham um gotta gotta throw them in as much as i can on here uh seeing as they're my team to watch although they went right back down the next season um so those are teams that had moved up in that third spot uh, to find their way into the premier league League One, they're the same with their promotion process, with top two being automatically promoted, and then the playoff to see who the third team is. But then the bottom four are relegated. Uh, and then in League Two, the top three teams are promoted, with places four through seven competing for a fourth spot to move up. And then the bottom two are relegated. Uh, and so this process, again, it depends on the league, it depends on the on the country and how they have found their way to develop this process of promotion and relegation. But each year, the same amount go up, the same amount go down uh, within the league structures. Uh, I think this is really amazing with the process of how it just keeps leagues fresh. It allows teams to have opportunities to move up and down, which I'll talk about in a little bit. And it just keeps the the leagues from being stagnant, and it provides that weight of um, constantly having to earn your place and earn your ability to stay or uh, move up, which I think is just a really unique and amazing way to have professional sports uh, operate and professional teams have to figure out throughout this process. And then one final thought just to kind of cover with how this came to be in England, because I think it's going to be important once I start talking about uh, soccer in the United States and how leagues form and how they combine. Uh, this all occurred in England in the range of this, uh, you know, late 1800s, early 1900s, when three rival leagues within England merged uh, to create this original division of three um, soccer leagues, which was originally the Football League, which then became the English Football League, or the EFL. Uh, and then this merger had teams move up and down between these three divisions based on re-election, so it wasn't, you know, you earned your way through this automatic promotion relegation, uh, but it was, you know, the initial standpoints of there was a way to find yourselves moving up or moving down based on how your team was operating the finances that you had uh, and everything within this initial professional organization within the football league and then the efl um, but then it would later become this process of official automatic promotion and relegation so just 
a unique way that you know multiple leagues have existed in one country and how they found a way to combine them to operate in a way that promoted all of them that allowed promoted in the sense of you know promoting the game promoting the uh, development of the soccer uh, community in the in that area and flourished into what has become you know one of the greatest leagues and divisions to really pay attention to within the game of soccer now um, so something to really kind of consider once we later talk about in future episodes about how U.S. soccer is formed and where they could go. So let's cover some of the other leagues in Europe and what, how they kind of operate, where they came from. Uh, so the big five are the English leagues, the French leagues, German, uh, Germany, Spain, and Italy, those are the big five in Europe and the big five across a lot of uh, the world with how soccer operates. French soccer, they took a professional pr promotion relegation starting in 1930 uh, with their Ligue 1. Uh, Germany, their professional pro-rel began uh, in 1963 when the Bundesliga was founded. Uh, Spanish pr promotion relegation began in 1929 with La Liga. And Italian Pro-Rel, as it stands now, started in 1929 with Serie A. Serie A. Uh, and then, like I said, these, including English football, provide the big five of European soccer that utilize promotion relegations. Um, they are the standard for, and have been the standard for what soccer is around the world. They pull in the top talent that participate within soccer, within these five leagues. So clearly what they are doing and what they have done is the standard of what soccer should be. Um, and I know that's a, an absolute statement, but it is the way that soccer has developed and the way that it has become so popular that I feel that there is a certain structure that they have built that must bring success. Obviously, it depends on the place and, and the locations that you have. There are leagues that are successful everywhere. You know, the MLS is a successful league, Major League Soccer, in the United States. But there are levels of a success, and these five are much higher than I would say the rest of the world. Um, so something to really consider and something to think about as we continue this process of thinking, you know, what is promotion relegation and why has it become so successful? So let's think about why promotion relegation is so important and what it creates for these leagues and these competitions. Um, I firmly believe that promotion relegation puts in a different level of atmosphere, a different level of incentivizing for teams that participate in these leagues um, because it focuses more on the competition of every single game, no matter where you are in the table, no matter how much money you have within your organization. Uh, it focuses on building competition and the commitment to the idea of just going and playing and competing at your top level, no matter what the situation is. It makes promotion relegation makes tanking impossible. 
because if you are going to try and tank a certain season, you're going to lose an excessive amount of money. You're going to lose players because they won't want to stay within your team if you drop down another level. And that chance of being relegated and the amount of financial cost and just pure um, prestige that you could lose by going down a, another level, it puts such a weight on that idea of promotion relegation and that idea of you have to compete no matter what's going on to win games. Um, yes, money is a very big part of this as you know, league position, hot, specifically the higher you finish, the more money your organization can earn. Um, but it also just provides this league style where every team competes against each other and it makes them compete at the highest level every single game. Unlike sports in the the United States, like football with the NFL or baseball in, the, in major leagues, uh, major league baseball, not all teams com compete against each other. So this idea of a true champion every year is somewhat skewed. Yes, you're going to have typically the top teams win in the, in those leagues, whether it's with the World Series or their Super Bowl, um, through those knockout style tournaments. Yes, you're going to get one of the top teams winning. But within European soccer and how promotion relegation stands, you're getting the truest champion based on their results and how they have beaten or worked their way through every single team within that division to be crowned the champion of that that division each year. So it's very much earned on a year-to-year -year basis through that. Um, along with this idea teams are, that are potentially out of this playoff hunt of being crowned champion or making, you know, a European UEFA Champions League, Europa League, some of these other more international tournaments. Yes, they might be out of those positions, but they still have the opportunity to earn higher places and to earn more money based on where they finish. Uh, they're not focusing on the fact of where they're going. They need to trade players, transfer players, so that they can get more draft picks, so that they can get a better draft position based on where they finish. Uh, they don't have to focus on that. They're focusing purely on the idea of we are still here to go out and compete to try and earn a higher place, especially for teams who are you know, fighting for relegation, um, to stay safe each year to move down. So if you're in that bottom hunt of being relegated, you're really focused on the idea of um, competing to win games. Unlike in football, if you're the big one this past year was tanking for Tua, the Miami Dolphins, if you know your football, were initially thought to be a team that was, they were trading all their players, they have a new head coach, they were putting a new system in, they don't have a quarterback which is one of the most important positions on that team within football, uh, that they were doing everything to try and get the number one draft pick for this current draft. Uh, so this idea of just basically giving up for a whole year to get a, one specific player to restart your organization never happens within the game of soccer and European soccer. So yes, it's a different dynamic. It's hard to compare those two. Um, different sports with everything like that, especially with college structures in, in, in the United States, but just the pure idea of incentivizing competition instead of incenti incentivizing 
um, you know, where you, you know, being a champion, um, I think it allows lower level teams who don't have the amount of money to back them to be still competing at a very high level. And that's the real big takeaway for this episode is that the main purpose and focus of promotion and relegation is comp maintaining competitive balance. Uh, that is why it's become such a staple in European soccer. It provides any and all teams within a division the chance to win on any given day. Chance to win you know, against a top team, a mid-level team, a lower-level team. Any given day, you have an opportunity to compete and get a result within this structure more than I think any other type of structured league. It's also the potential to grow into something that's truly special with proper investment, coaching, and execution. Uh, it also provides you the opportunity to continue to earn that fiscal development. Money is for sure in play within the, a factor of this process, but I f I've seen it and I've figured that it could be uh, you know, I don't have all the financials of every team in front of me, but I think it plays a far less amount of uh, a factor than it does in some of these Americanized leagues and how money really pushes teams to be um, so successful. You know, they don't even have to focus on the idea of having salary caps within these these leagues. There are, you know, fair play rules on based on how much money you can spend within a given year. Um but the idea of a team like Leicester, who won the Premier League with a very limited um, financial backing in that given year, they had they were very fiscally smart with the players they brought in, and then they implemented a very specific style of play based on those team, uh, based on the players they had within that team, and they were very responsible in the way that they went and got results in that given year. So you go out and win after being they were a team that was promoted very recently before they had won that title same thing goes for a team like Burnley they had been promoted and then they reached the Europa League um, I think they finished in seventh that year within the Premier League which earned them a spot in the the Europa League for 2018-2019 so seeing a team another team like that who had just been promoted don't have the the same amount of financial backing as, you know, a Manchester City who have all the money in the world to do whatever they want. And they still were able to compete to a place where they were able to earn a spot in one of the most prestigious international European soccer tournaments that has been around for a long time. Uh, and then this past season, you know, hopefully this season finishes its way out at some point, but this, this current season, Sheffield United and Wolverhampton, two teams that had been promoted in Sheffield this past year and Wolves had been promoted uh, the year before, both were pushing for top six positions before this pandemic hit. So they're another team with not as much of the financial backing, not as much of the prestige of a Manchester United, Chelsea, Arsenal, still pushing for those top six positions. Uh, and every year there are new teams that are coming into the league, which keeps it fresh, keeps it exciting, brings a new fan base into that division. And then there are new teams that are constantly pushing to develop and, and push for top positions. Uh, Leicester is a team who 
they won the league. They had a, a little bit of a dip, but now they've they've continued to be a mainstay within the Premier League, and they've now developed their organization to a point that they're competing for top three positions within the Premier League on a consistent basis. So seeing that, how you bring in the right players, coaching, and spending the money in the right way, you're building an organization that could be successful for an extended period of time uh, within this promotion relegation structure. Um, and I think, you know, going back to that idea of you bring a new fan base in, the passions that those supporters bring, the amount of passion that comes from a supporter who had been following a team that's a part of their family culture ever since they were, you know, a fourth division team or a third division team, and they've finally earned their way into one of these top divisions, you're bringing that passion and you're rewarded with how the team is developed with an opportunity to consistently win, improve, and be a part of that uh, as well. And I think that's what really makes promotion relegation so incredible is parity within leagues, the opportunities to grow and from a low-level, you know, no-name team to a very prominent, uh, very world-beating organization as some of these teams within Europe and especially within the Premier League in England have done. So with these leagues operating successfully and finding worldwide exposure, the big five European soccer leagues, worldwide exposure, financial profit, pulling in top talent to their leagues from all over the world. My, ta my final thought for today and where I want to go with the rest of this uh, special edition focus on promotion and relegation is why has American soccer followed such an Americanized approach instead of using this template that has found so much success in Europe? Uh, that That's the main question I'm going to dive into with my main focus being how and when can soccer in the United States form a promotion relegation league that can truly rival European soccer while also maintaining its profitability growing top talent, and competing with the likes of the National Football League, Hockey League, Basketball Leagues uh, within the United States, and not as much, but, you know, Major League Baseball, but they're also on their own struggle bus of being a popularity, uh, maintaining popularity within the United States. Uh, that's where I want to go, is how and when can U.S. soccer form this promotion relegation league uh, and really start to skyrocket within soccer in a, on an international level. Um, but this was the first in this new special edition series that will be coming out every Friday. Um, really excited about adding to the Patterns of Play podcast with some more of the historical side of the game of soccer while also maintaining my Tuesday episodes about the tactical side of the game. Uh, so... Please, if you uh, have the time, share this, um, put a rating on it on Apple Podcasts, on iTunes Podcasts. Uh, I have you know, continued to try and expose this to as many 
streaming options as possible, but I know that Apple is the main one that a lot of people listen to. Uh, so if it's if you have the uh, have the time, you've liked what the what you've been listening to so far, I would highly uh, appreciate, greatly appreciate uh, sharing this, exposing this for for me as much as possible, uh, and just putting some ratings down uh, if you like it on Apple Podcasts. Uh, very much appreciated. Again, this was Greg Margolis with the Patterns of Play podcast special edition. Uh, I look forward to bringing you uh, another episode next week, and please be on the lookout for Tuesday's episode that will be out as well, uh, focusing on some of the Belarusian Premier League soccer that is still being played right now, which is really exciting. Alrighty, have a great weekend, and uh, stay safe.